Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the sports betting network. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Friday to all of you out there, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host here in the Chicagoland area at Danny Burke 5, or you can follow along on Twitter. As for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. Got a solid show planned for you this evening. 15 minutes from now, frequent flyer on the program, Mr. Nick Alberga, a.k.a. the Golden Muzzy, will be joining us to talk all things postseason hockey. We got a few games coming down to the wire tonight and early lines for tomorrow. So looking forward to catching up with Nick in 15 minutes to get his thoughts on all the action. Then 30 minutes from now, how about fellow VEASAN hosts, former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard, going to be hopping on the program. We've got the schedules that released all throughout the NFL, so we got to nitpick Mike, see which ones really stood out to him, and, well, of course, we got to get his two cents on the Bears' upcoming season and their win total, which we do see listed at six in the hook. But again, we'll get there a little bit more so later in the show then at the end of the program 45 minutes from now we've got some nba playoff action and really just overall danny's dimes because i got one play in the nba postseason tonight we'll preview both but i got one prop i'm delving into and then for tomorrow since naturally it's saturday and we won't have a show i got one early play that i want to throw out there for tomorrow's hockey slate so again a lot to get into 
But let's go ahead and begin with tonight's Major League Baseball slate. Now, I got one official play on the diamond tonight. And then after we get through that, I'm going to preview tonight's Chicago baseball teams because I think both of them are in a very intriguing matchup tonight. But we begin out in the Mile High City, the Rockies and the Royals. This line opened up with Colorado as about a minus 140 favorite, Kansas City catching plus 120. Colorado currently at Bet Rivers, minus 137. Kansas City about plus 117. You're at Coors Field, so naturally you're going to get a high total. 10.5 is where it opened. 10.5 is where it remains. A little bit of juice on the under, minus 112. If you're curious about the run line, wanting some value potentially on the favorite, if you want to lay the run in the hook with Colorado, you're getting plus 138. If you want to take the run in the hook with Granke and the Royals, you're laying minus 175. So look, like we said with Zach Granke, he's been having really a strong year thus far, but it's kind of in a peculiar way. Now, Adam Burke, VEASAN's betting analyst, does his write-ups in Major League Baseball every single day, and he had a really good note about this because, again, Granke and his stats have been solid. I mean, win-loss-wise, not too much, but he can only do so much. 0-2, but a 2.67 ERA, a 1.10 whip, in a 3.75 FIPS. You would think those are solid numbers, which they are. But if you look even deeper, and we talk about this all the time, looking at Skill Interactive ERA, aka Sierra, 5.21 is the number there. Not great. Not great at all. And he has been slightly worse on the road this year. And, well, we know how pitchers fare when you go to the hitter's park that is Coors Field. So keep that in mind. The numbers look good off the bat, but once you do a little bit of investigation, obviously no bueno for Granky, and you're kind of expecting some regression potentially. Now, Kyle Freeland is opposing him for the Rockies. Look, Freeland isn't the most trustworthy guy himself. The Colorado native this year is 1-3 with a 3.94 ERA a 1.38 whip, a FIP of 3.84, and then his Sierra, a lot more respectable and potentially trustworthy, 3.74 is what we're seeing for Kyle Freeland. So at the end of the day, we know that we would think we could trust Granky a little bit more, but if there's a situation to where he could regress, which is what some of these numbers are telling us, you got to think it could potentially be at Coors Field. And you're going against a Rockies team that seems like it inevitably would happen, but really even more so to that extent, dominate at home. They've scored 41 runs in 15 road games this year, but 92 runs in 16 home games this season. They got a plus 17 run differential at home minus 46 run differential on the road, plus the Rockies bullpen a little bit added incentive maybe is that their bullpen is rested from an off day, whereas Kansas City relievers, well, they had to go a little bit deep yesterday and did not have the benefit of a break. Batting splits for this matchup. The Rockies dominating at home, 801 OPS. Not too much against righties, but again, you can get by at Coors Field. They're hitting 687 OPS against righties. Kansas City really struggles all over the place offensively. 584 OPS is what you're getting Kansas City hitting on the road. And against Southpaws, 590 OPS. Both bullpens are pretty atrocious. Colorado's got an ERA of over five, and Kansas City's at 4.36. So you really can't trust either bullpen. But I think what you got to trust here is that Colorado, with the familiarity at home where their bats come alive even more so, you got to give them the slight advantage in this game. 
Branky, like we said, potentially due for some regression. And I think the price is worth laying in this spot. So I went with Colorado here, actually, minus 133. Again, right now it's at minus 137 at Bet Rivers. And I do think that's a plausible play in the spot. And hey, if you don't want to lay the minus 137, considering we're assuming we typically are going to get a lot of runs, you could just go with the run line for Colorado at the value of plus 138. But that's my official play on the diamond tonight, going with the Rockies on the money line. Now, I said I was going to spend some time talking about the Chicago baseball games this evening. So let's go ahead and get to those because the Cubbies got a series opener tonight down in the desert in Arizona. The Diamondbacks hosting the Northside squad in Arizona opened in this game as a minus 125 favorite. Chicago opened catching the plus money, plus 105. They're a little bit down now to plus 102, whereas the Diamondbacks have trickled down to minus 115. This total opened eight and a half. Now you've seen that tick up to nine. A little bit of juice on the under, minus 114. But the Cubbies actually may be gaining some momentum because they took two out of three against the Padres in their most recent series. And, well, the Diamondbacks have been somewhat of a pleasant surprise themselves. Uh, they've won their last three out of five games and obviously have just overall this season have been exceeding expectations, so to speak. Now, Drew Smiley is going to be taking the bump for the Cubbies. The Southpaw this year has got a 1-3 and three record, 3.04 ERA, very concerning FIP of 5.07, and his home run to fly ball ratio also concerning 18.5%. Remember, league average is 10%. Now, this game is kind of comical to me, and I feel like all the Cubs fans out there will understand what I'm saying, but in the most Cubs classic fashion they're facing a former player and he's pitching and that's Zach Davies now if you recall Zach Davies did virtually nothing good or beneficial for this Cubs team but it would be so Cubs like to face a former player on their team who didn't do well and then he's going to go out there and like throw six scoreless innings like that's probably what's going to happen it seems uncanny when it comes to the Cubs or Chicago sports teams in general going against former players and Davies numbers actually have been a little bit better too I mean he's one and one 3.34 ERA 1.21 whip 4.27 FIP his Sierra is concerning 4.47 but he has done a lot better pitching at home where he's got a 3.45 FIP and a 268 Woba. Now, where the Cubs could benefit in this spot is going deeper into the game. Now, Davies, hey, maybe he does outperform Smiley, but then you got to rely on the Diamondbacks bullpen, which is third to last in ERA 4.97 and a very concerning whip of 1.43. The Diamondbacks, not really a great team offensively, even at home where they have an OPS of 598. And they're also kind of hitting worse against Southpaw, 614 OPS. Cubbies, they are hitting better on the road, 700 flat OPS. Slightly worse against righties, 668 OPS. So like I'm saying, the Cubs fan in me is telling me not to take advantage of the Cubs in a spot where they should win. Right. Because, again, I just could see Davies just going out there and dominating, just being the pessimistic Cubs fan. But I actually do agree with this total ticking up to nine. I think if I were to get involved, that would be the play I would make. I'm not doing it officially. Like I said, I'm only doing that Rockies play. But if you want to get involved in that Cubs game tonight, I think you have the potential to see a decent amount of runs. It's what the market's telling you. That's what some of these underlying metrics for these respective pitchers are telling you. So that's the direction I would go if I were playing anything down in Arizona between the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. Other Chicago game we got tonight here on the south side, the White Sox taking on the Yankees. 
White Sox drew their ace still in cease out there, and my goodness, it was brutal. They lost 15-7. to The White Sox now 1-8 in their last nine games against the Yankees, and it ain't getting any easier because they're going against Garrett Cole, who's 2-0 this year with a 2.67 ERA, 1.12 whip, 3.59 FIP, and what we talk about, Sierra, solid 3.12. And his numbers are solid on the road as well. Hey, they're even solid against the White Sox. He's 2-1 and one in three career starts with a 3.79 ERA. You're expecting solid performances out of Garrett Cole consistently, probably even more so against this lackluster Chicago White Sox offense, especially an offense that doesn't really do well against righties. Furthermore, why you probably can't trust the White Sox are throwing out Vince Velasquez, whose numbers are telling you, hey, he's not terrible, but we know how capable of just really going all over the place he can be. He's got a 3.97 ERA, a high FIP of 4.32. Now, he has been a lot better at home than on the road this season, but you're going up against this Yankees team that has been the hottest team in baseball right now. They opened minus 165, did the Yankees. Now you've seen them go over $2 in this spot. So, hey, if you're looking for some kind of angle in this game, I know you probably don't want to lay around $2 with the Yankees. Maybe look at the run line there, minus 114. But it's a tough matchup once again for the White Sox. Hard to envision them coming back, going against Garrett Cole and winning this game. Unless, unless Vince Velasquez just has a gem of a game, which I don't want to bank on that and bet on it to find out. But I would be leaning toward the Yankees on the run line in this spot. But again, all in all, the one official play we got in baseball for this evening, we are going with the Colorado Rockies on the money line for our play on the diamond. More action, more bets. We're talking hockey next segment. Let's bring on our guy, Nick Alberga, talking all Stanley Cup postseason right here. It is Rush Hour on Beats. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance. <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers always has you covered as they have launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available. You'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. All righty, welcome back to it. Once again, the show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us. Time to talk some Stanley Cup postseason action, and who better to discuss it with than our guy Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy, where you could follow him on Twitter. Nick, man, this first round of postseason action has been pretty crazy, to say the least. Also, by the way, shout out to you calling the Blues winning that series. I know you'll be sweating out that Stanley Cup futures ticket. But looking at the games tonight, let's begin with the first one, the Penguins and the Rangers. Now, the Rangers we see as a slight road favorite here. And, you know, you're the expert, so I got to refer to you. But, I mean, earlier I saw that Sidney Crosby was day-to-day. What's the latest info on him, and how does that affect how you're looking to handle handicap this game and as per usual thanks so much for having me on um i think when you're looking at this one uh there is going to be no Sidney crosby tonight for the pittsburgh penguins diagnosed with a concussion which means that Evgeny malkin will be elevated in the lineup and he'll play with jake ensel and brian rust on on line one so not a substantial fallout um i you know i think from an elevation standpoint obviously you lose crosby it's a big instrumental part to that pittsburgh penguins lineup um, I think the other thing to note, too, no Brian Dumoulin as well for the Pittsburgh Penguins on the back end. And that's why I think you're seeing the Rangers favored on the road to force a Game 7 on home ice on Broadway. I think on top of that, like the the over has hit significantly in this series. I think there's still an expectation out there that Igor Shostorkin is going to find his game. And I'm talking about the Vesna front runner right now for the New York Rangers. He's clearly of the two goalies playing in this series right now, him and Louis Domingue. He is way better than Louis Domingue. So I think we're all expecting that signature start. I I do think it happens tonight, and I do think the Rangers force a game seven here. I'd look at the over still, though. 
Ooh, okay. Yeah. Total right now, six and a half, a little bit of the juice to the under, but the injury yeah. certainly playing a big impact on this Pittsburgh Penguins squad. Now, speaking of a potential game seven, do you think we're going to get it in this series with the Panthers and the Capitals? I mean, this series has been bonkers in itself, and you're still yeah. seeing Florida as a sizable favorite on the road. I'm not going to get involved in this one personally, Nick. Uh, again, I defer to you on this, but I feel like the value with Washington is the way you would almost have to go if you're playing it. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, again, it seems like these te- both of these teams are just unreliable right now. No, that's that's bang on. And, and it's Friday. Might as well get crazy, get risky, whatever. <laughs> I, I think you got to look at the dogs, have a couple pops, look at the dogs and just hope for the best. Uh, I think you're so right. Like there's there's little to no value in betting on the Florida Panthers tonight. Yeah, they're the better team. Yeah, they'll likely win, but I think the way the Washington Capitals have played in this series, there is value in this team. Having said that, I think they squandered a big-time opportunity in Game 5 when they're up 3-0 on the road, couldn't close it out. They're about to go home up 3-2 against the President's Trophy winners, and you let you let them off the hook. And quite frankly, when you're playing a you know perennial contender like the Florida Panthers, you just can't do that. So I do expect the Panthers to be ready to play in this game. I do think they're going to win uh, but again, I can't sleep on the Washington Capitals and what they put together so far in this series. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Seems like the value definitely could be there with Washington. And it seems like this yeah. would just be classic Florida in the postseason to make it way harder than it needs to be. So that's probably mm-hmm. the safer side to bank on right now. Uh, Nick, the final game for tonight, Calgary, Dallas. I was fortunate enough to have the Flames come through because I bet them the win in regulation the last game. And man, that came down to the very end. And I mean, Ottinger has been playing out of his mind, but so is Markstrom at the same time. And when you look at just who's been out shooting the other, I mean, the Flames, you would think would be having a strong hold on this series. But obviously that hasn't been the case. And again, a similar situation, road favorite, kind of a steep price here, but it's been very close in these games. What the heck do you do here? And especially with a low total at five. Yeah, that's the question, right? Um, you know, the, sh- the shot suppression has been interesting in this series. I think to start, um, I'm looking again at the Jake Ottinger safe prop in this game, set it in 29 and a half to 30, depending on what what platform you're on. Um, I think the numbers that I could pull out that will benefit this, uh, this prop would be that in the two games in Dallas, Calgary combined for 94 shots on goal. And I think in the three games on home ice, they averaged 27. But this series is a defensive, you know, battle. Back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I'm going to fade myself. I'm going to say take a peek at the under and five, but I'm going to go with the over, if you know what I'm saying. I want to <laughs> manifest an over in this series, man. I've been waiting and waiting. I don't know how many times I picked Calgary on the money line and the over five and a half, and it's got nowhere close to that. There has to be a game where Calgary breaks out offensively. We're talking about the top def- or top offensive team in the NHL this season. And on top of that, a guy I've pegged on Calgary, maybe if you're looking at goal props, is Matthew Kachuk. Had 42 goals in the regular season. He's over five. Uh, that's not going to get you into Williams or into uh, into Cooperstown, if you know what I'm saying. That 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 stat's <laughs> got to be elevated a bit. So I I like Kachuk to finally score, break loose tonight, and maybe you have a look at that over, especially with that number at five. I think you start to peak a bit more sternly. But you mentioned it. The goaltending's been great, but it's been more about the defensive battle. Like I think if you actually look at the opportunities, there's not many big time opportunities that we, you would see in other series, right? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. And hey, Nick, I think you're due because of that tough beat you had with that saves (laughs) prop the other night. You missed it by one, right? It was right there for the taking, man. 
Uh, oh, that geez. hurt. Yeah, that hurt. The same the same number. So I'm doubling down. It was at 29 and a half. And I was texting Danny. I'm like, dude, I can't believe it. they didn't get a shot on goal for the last six minutes. And the save count cool. was at 29 for Ottinger. So I'm going to I'm going to double down and hope for the best tonight. I hope they just throw everything but the kitchen sink at him. <laughs> All right, you do, buddy. Well, Nick, I got to ask you about tomorrow's slate as well. Yeah. I'm already invested in this first game, Boston and Carolina. I think you have a general idea of which way I'm leaning, but we do see the Hurricanes as about a minus 132 favorite at home. Do they close yeah. out this series and move on? So normally I'm not big into trends and themes, but I think what specific series I am. And I think the data has told us in this series that the home team wins, right? And definitively at that. So that's why I'm leaning Carolina. And again, I should preface by saying I like the Canes to go all the way to the Stanley Cup final and lose to Colorado. So I got to stick with my bracket first and foremost. But I think they're the better team. Uh, and I think that the stats speak for themselves, Danny, in this series that Boston has been a better team at TD Garden and Carolina has been infinitely better at PNC Arena. And I expect more of the same. I think the first goal uh, is important too. Carolina scored the first goal in five of the games and Boston the other, most notably in game six when they win that one. But I, I just like the Canes on home ice in that hostile environment. I think the Canes win that one. That's what I like to hear, buddy. All right. And then we, of course, have to ask you about just a roller coaster of a series between Toronto and Tampa Bay. Oh, mm. man. I know, uh, I know Toronto, you and I always joke about hard to trust in the postseason. But oh, yeah. I mean, you know, objectively, I think they win, but for some reason, I'm kind of rooting for Tampa Bay. So what the heck do we do here, buddy? Yeah, look, I've done like 32 hits today, and it's a lot of fun to do. And I've been posed <laughs> this question a lot. Uh, so all the power to you. I And I, I've stayed consistent with this. Uh, again, I'm Toronto-based. Uh, I was a big-time Leafs fan growing up. I've got no dog in the fight. I couldn't care less who wins anymore. I just can't bet against a team that's won back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. Uh, on top of that, they have the top goalie in Andre Vasilevsky. On top of that, they have the top defenseman in Victor Hedman. They have perennial gamers, guys who seem to elevate their play when it matters, matters most. We saw it in game six with Braden Point. Uh, Nikita Kucherov uh, scores a big-time tying goal. Stamkos is there. Like These guys have been through so many battles. And I, I think this is a perfect team for the Leafs, quite frankly, to play in this type of game because they look across the ice and say, hey, this team was in the exact same position and scenario that we were in a couple years back where they finally got over that hump. So I'll never say never on Toronto, but I'm probably leaning towards Tampa, just the pedigree and the resume with that organization. All right. And then really quick, about 40 seconds, that Edmonton, yeah. Los Angeles game. I feel like uh, you want no part of it. And rightfully nope. so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're doing anything, though, Nick, like if I wanted Edmonton at that point, you probably just go puck line because when they've won, they've covered that each time. And that's some value you could get, I guess. Yeah, the best analogy I can use, like, you know, when you're in a hot place, for example, if you're in like Rome in the middle of like August and you've been walking around all day and you got that deep chafe going, that's how I feel about betting <laughs> on the Edmonton Oilers. Like, stay the hell away, get inside, get hydrated, Ugh. take some showers. Like, that's how I, I'm just completely off that team. <laughs> I could see LA winning this series. I have zero faith in the Edmonton Oilers. Um, the one thing I can tell you, I think I would be more inclined to look at a point prop. And that's Connor McDavid, who swiftly has like 13 points in six games, and nobody's really batting an eye. This guy's a multi-point machine, so I think you look at over a point and a half. And I would play the goal prop. I've played it a couple times in this series, and it's cash, so I would look at him. And I think just the upper echelon players throughout the league in these pivotal games, like even Austin Matthews, I would take a take a flyer on the anytime goal as well. But yeah, I don't know what to tell you about Edmonton, man. <laughs> I have zero faith in that. <laughs> 
Uh, I hear you, man. I feel like if anybody's telling you with complete confidence, they're just totally guessing underneath. But, geez, that series has been absurd for sure. But, Nick, we are up against it. Thank you for making some time. Always appreciate it, buddy. Moral of the story, stay away from Rome in the heat of summer, okay? (laughs) You got it. That's what I took from that segment. I hope you did the same. Coming up next, we're talking a little football. Our guy Mike Pritchard joining us here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Spring Special is here, and for only $59, you get everything VSN has to offer from right now to the end of July. So, the next few months, as we know, they're going to be filled with the best betting content. And in the business right here at VSN.com, we've got you covered. And subscribers will have access to all of it, which includes Adam Burke's daily best bets in Major League Baseball, Jonathan Von Tobel and his top plays throughout the NBA Finals, and don't forget Andy McNeil will be breaking down all the action on the ice all the way throughout the Stanley Cup postseason. Plus, we'll have tons of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full decent experience, which also features daily best bet email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 and you can be a subscriber through July 31st. So make sure you check it out now at vsin.com slash spring. That's V-S-I-N.com slash spring. Okay, welcome back into it. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Friday evening. Look, we got tons of action with baseball, postseason basketball, and hockey going on. But what we also have is a release of the NFL schedule. So we got to bring on our guy, Mike Pritchard, former NFL receiver and current VEASAN host of Betting Across America, to get his two cents about some of the schedule releases. And, you know, Mike, I'll ask you about a couple teams. But first... As a former player, when the schedules get released, is it something that you personally or your teammates were really eager to see? Or was it something like, yeah, you know what, when we get closer, we'll pay more attention to it? Or were you kind of having the Sharpie and circle it out games? Like, what was that whole process like as a player? Danny, great to be with you. You know, actually, um, uh, I I hate to say it this way, but back in my day, (laughs) we never had a big deal. We never made a big deal of it. You know, I think the most important part of when the schedule came out was, okay, when's the bye week? uh, And then where are the cold weather games? Especially when I was in Atlanta. I mean, when I was in Denver, pretty much, you know, October on, it was going to be a cold game. Uh, And in Seattle, we were in the dome. So it really didn't matter that much. But uh, yeah, you know, I think it's a big deal now for the league, obviously, uh, as for players too, I, for the most part, you, you just want to know, you know, when you're playing these guys and, and what you have to do to get ready. And, and certainly there's a buildup, uh, in the off season as you gear up for that first regular season game of the year though. Yeah, I mean, that absolutely makes sense. I, You know, I'm sure as betters, we're looking way more extensively into the schedule as some of these players who are just trying to take it day by day. And, you know, Mike, I guess I also got to ask you, too, because I know that you mentioned you're looking at some of these week one lines. 
because it's mm -hmm. different and you got, I guess, so to speak, the whole summer to prepare for that week one game, how much time are you actually spending prepping for that week one game? Is it kind of the same amount of time as other weeks or do you have that extended prep time because you have the whole summer available? Like when does that actually begin? Well, it depends on the coaches. I think some coaches will actually start preparing for that week one matchup right now. <laughs> uh, coaches are maniacal that way, Danny. And uh, whether or not you're, you're installing your offense and your defense and you're starting all over each and every year is so different. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, you know, game planning and, and looking at uh, what you could reveal for that opening week of the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. I think from a coaching standpoint, they are, they are implementing and, and trying to get a, a certain look uh, and get a certain feel about how that first game could go. Uh, early on. Uh, but as players, you're, you're just trying to make sure you know the playbook, uh, that you're doing everything right. Uh, you get through preseason. And then certainly after preseason, as a player, that's when you lock in for that regular season opener. Awesome. Well, hey, Mike, we might as well get into some of these season win totals. And I know one that piqued your interest involving the Kansas City Chiefs. And at Bet Rivers, we see it at about 10 and a half over under minus 110 each way. What are your expectations for Kansas City going into this season? And then naturally, which way are you leaning with that win total at 10 in the hook? Oh, you know, Danny, I'm, I'm looking for a regression uh, from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's been extraordinary for them for, for the standpoint of of having that Super Bowl window open. Uh, they certainly got to a couple of them. They won one and, uh, you know, came up short last year. But uh, that Super Bowl window only stays open for so long. And as we've seen in offseason already, there's been a lot of turnover. I mean, Tariq Hill is gone. Um, a lot of guys are getting up in age. They still have some contract situations they got to get through. Uh, and then all the turnover defensively, it, that's just tough to sustain uh, the level that the Kansas City Chiefs have enjoyed for a while now. And you look at the beginning of their schedule. My goodness, that is not easy. Uh, you got the Cardinals, then you got the Chargers is going to be improved. You got the Colts with a new quarterback. Then you got Tampa Bay and then the Raiders and then Buffalo and then San Francisco. So I think there's going to be regression there. Uh, and with that tough of a schedule to begin the begin of the season, I, I, I think expectations might be too lofty right now for the Chiefs. Yeah, and hey, I mean, people were saying the same thing last season, and they did struggle in various situations. So to see right, that again, I right. mean, you're losing a speedy receiver in Tyree Kill. I get you get Juju, but he's no Tyree Kill, that's for sure. So yeah, Kansas City definitely could be a team you see kind of go maybe more in the loss column. And uh, I guess this is somewhat of an appropriate segue. Speaking of potential loss column teams, the Chicago Bears <laughs> certainly don't have that big of expectations, Mike. And here in the Chicagoland area, we love our Bears. We also know where to set our sights on the team. Now, before we kind of get your thoughts on it, I just want to sell you for a second because like most people, I'm sure you're looking at the under six and a half is the total over about plus 103 under minus 125. And I get it. On paper, the Bears really don't have any big-name players. But if Darnell Mooney can take a step forward, if Byron Pringle can be that speedy guy, and as long as Fields gets protection, I feel like you can see what quarterback he can develop into. And the biggest thing, competent coaching, good play calling, and a favorable schedule. I'm not saying I'm hammering it, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the Bears maybe get to seven. Well, uh, I would wish I could agree with you on that one, to be honest with you, Danny. I mean, I, I know, okay, there's a reason why they've cleaned house in Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. And 
And, and so I, I'll never forget this. When Mike Holmgren uh, came into Seattle uh, as Super Bowl winning coach, and you know he comes into Seattle, we changed the front office, we changed the coaches, and uh, he walks in, and our first meeting, he's like, uh, I want everybody to know in here that there's a certain reason why I'm here right now. Uh, and I'm looking at all you guys, and some of you guys aren't going to be here because some of you guys is a reason why I'm here. <laughs> so I, I think <laughs> Chicago is going to go through some of that where some of the, you know, the reason why they clean house is because of some of the players that they currently have. And uh, I know there's been some turnover, uh, but they're going to have to establish a whole new culture there. And uh, when you're trying to do that during the regular season, that gets tough in the national football league. So I, I wish I could be as optimistic as you are about the bears, but I'm gonna have to have a wait and see approach there. Hey, that's completely fair. And to everybody out there, yes, I love my Bears, but I kind of give them more grief than most people. So I'm just saying I feel good in the sense that Fields may have protection and we get away from Matt Nagy. I think those are the most positive things to look at. So as long as we see that improvement, us Bears fans will be happy. But hey, Mike, you know, the NFC North could be getting another top competitor this season aside from Green Bay. And I feel like we say this every year with Minnesota, but the fact that they changed their coaching staff when in the direct of offense with all the skill level they have I mean do you think Minnesota could compete for that top spot in the north especially since Rodgers lost his top threat in Devontae Adams see it's going to be tough again I mean you're talking about a first-year head coach uh ever uh McConnell I I've actually called games when he was a quarterback in college uh and so I'm, I'm familiar with him um but you're right I, I think Minnesota does have uh, a decent roster and they have veteran leadership uh, with the coaching staff too. I mean, Ed Donatel, he was with the Broncos back and I'm familiar with him too. And you just wonder when can they reestablish or uh, a culture or, you know, the Kirk cousins thing and, and the continuity aspect of that. When does that get settled in? Uh, certainly a, a better roster uh, than, uh, than, you know, you look at Detroit, you look at Chicago, definitely a better roster there, but you still have to knock off Aaron Rodgers and, I'm not so sure if Minnesota's ready for that yet. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, look, we've said this various years with Kirk Cousins, and despite all the talent, you still got holes on the defensive side of the ball. And as long as they are 12s in the division, definitely a uh, high mountain to overcome. So uh, could be tough. And that's why we see the Packers like minus 175 to win the division. So uh, maybe it's a little bit closer, but like you said, maybe not realistic. But Mike, we are up against it, my man. Appreciate you making some time. Love all the insight. Really love getting that perspective out of you. Keep up the great work on betting across. America and look forward to chatting again soon. Danny, my pleasure and look forward to chatting soon as well. Keep up the great work you do uh, as well with Rush Hour. Awesome. Appreciate it. There you go, folks. Follow him on Twitter at M.I. Pritchard. And again, host of Betting Across America, him and Josh Applebaum crushing it. Not only are they talking football, but Mike's been doing great when it comes to betting the NBA. And of course, you know, our guy Josh loves betting the puck. So, hey, we'll talk a little bit more about the puck next segment because I do got one play tomorrow. We teased it a little bit with our guy Nick Alberga, and I'll give you my official synopsis on it. But we got to also look into the NBA postseason slate tonight. Can the Bucks finally close it out? Or the Celtics going to force a game seven? And how about that Warriors matchup? You know, we're sweating out that series bet. We'll get to that next, right here on Rush Hour. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my game. <laughs> Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a long ball weekend at Bet River Sportsbook, and you can win a $25 free bet whether your players go deep or punch out. So to earn the free bet, you got to place a $25 bet on any player to hit a home run in each of this weekend's Yankees-White Sox series. You must make the home run bet in all three games of the series to earn the free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Seaside for details. Will the wind blow out on the south side this weekend? And make your bets today on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to find out. All righty, it is our final segment here on Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5. Thank you for being with us on this Friday evening. It's a scorcher here in the Windy City. 
nice weather we're having finally can go outside and enjoy it maybe jump in the lake or something like that or like we said hey you can enjoy that White Sox Yankees series down on the south side but we'll hold off on baseball for a second we'll revisit the one play I had earlier can't forget about the postseason action we got in the hardwood tonight, folks. Let's talk about those two games. I got one prop we'll look forward to, but first, again, I you know I kind of just want to give you my overall thoughts on these games, beginning with the Bucks and with the Celtics. Now, hopefully, you're in a similar position as I am, as we sent out this bet a couple weeks ago, it seems, at this point, and talked about it here at Rush Hour and also on the Chicago City cast. But we were all over Milwaukee in this series. Our first bet was over five and a half games, minus 167, and we cashed in on that. But right now, we're still sweating out very much so the Bucks to win in six at the price of plus 550 and the Bucks to win in seven at seven to one. Now, I get if the Bucks win in seven, it's better value, and you would think we would want that. But honestly, I don't want to see a game seven. I don't trust Milwaukee going back to Boston again and stealing yet another win. I don't think that's going to come to fruition if they don't win this game. And they know they need to win this game because it took all of everything they had that they could exhaust and then some to pull away with that last win up there in Boston. So we do see Milwaukee as a one and a half point favorite. They're minus 121 on the money line at Bet Rivers. Boston's catching plus 102. Total we see at 212 and a half. Really no movement with the spread or the total. The total's barely ticked up from the opener of 212. Look, because I'm already invested in it a decent amount, I'm probably not going to bet this uh, this thing pre-flop. And really, I'll only get involved if I see a viable situation with the end game. But it's probably going to be a back-and-forth battle. I do think the Bucs find a way to pull this out. I get they don't have the best home court advantage, but man, I mean, if they were able to overcome that adversity there in Boston, you got to think they should manage to pull this thing out here for this game. But again, we've said that for many of these games, we thought we know it's going to happen and the opposite occurs. So I don't know. That's why I'm not touching it though for the full game. And if you are in a similar situation like I am, I mean, of course you could potentially look to hedge a little bit, but it's tough since we have game six and game seven. But I do think Milwaukee wins, probably not going to touch it overall, but I do give them the slight edge, and man, I'm hoping they come through. It would be nice to cash that plus 550 ticket. So let's go Bucks tonight. Uh, as for the Grizzlies and Warriors series, we, of course, also have another series bet. We're sweating out. We had Golden State minus one and a half on the series spread. So we got to have Golden State win tonight so they can cover that. We got it with the Heat last night for them to cover the series spread one and a half and to win the series, and we need it for the Warriors this evening. Now, you may be looking at the spread going, how the heck is Golden State an eight-point favorite after losing that last game by, what, 30-plus points? No, that makes sense. You could absolutely have that thought process, but that was just an absolute stinker. I don't know. It was a dud. You could call it whatever you want to call it. It was an anomaly. I, it was all of the above, but I don't get how bad or how you could play that bad. It, it just made no sense whatsoever. But if you saw Draymond Green, you know, he was dancing on the sidelines and stuff because he knows it's like, yeah, we had a fluke game. We're going to go back to Golden State and we're going to take care of business. That's what the odds are telling you. And that's what I'm telling you, too. I think Golden State does win this game. I'm not too scared about them losing this spot. If you do want to hedge on the series price bet, of course, you could bet the Grizzlies on the money line plus 280. And look, I'm not sitting here touting to lay the eight with Golden State. At no point, what they have done in this series would give me confidence to lay eight with them pre-flop. Same strategy that I've been saying for pretty much every game. Wait to see if there's a better number in game. Memphis will probably keep it close or get out to an early lead and then jump on Golden State. 
No, it didn't happen last game, but they're back on their home floor. Completely different environment. Again, the Grizzlies don't have a closer. No John Morant, no lethal threat at the end. They didn't need one in the last game, luckily for them. But if it's coming down to the wire, you saw how that played out in game four. Warriors took over. Same thing will probably happen. You know Golden State is coming out with a vengeance in this opportunity to close it out. I think they do. I don't want to lay the eight, but I will wait for an in-game spot and sweat out our series spread bet. I do have one additional play for this game, however. Now, it's a similar prop to what we had yesterday, which unfortunately didn't come through. And, well, we missed it by a few points, and it didn't help that the game went to a blowout, but it's the head-to-head player to score more points. I'm looking at Klay Thompson and Desmond Bain in this spot. Now, look, Klay Thompson has been a very tough guy to trust in this series. He has not looked as of the clay of old, right? It's been a different version of him and one that's kind of been lackadaisical. But if there's a spot for him to thrive, it's got to be tonight. And even more so than that, looking at this head-to-head matchup, Klay Thompson has outscored Desmond Bain in four out of the five series games up to this point. And it even happened the last game when the Grizzlies couldn't miss, or excuse me, the only time he didn't cover it actually was last game when the Grizzlies couldn't miss a shot, and Bain still only outscored him by just two points. Again, different environment going to Golden State. Clay will have the energy and the crowd behind his back. I don't know if you can trust Bain too much. I mean, Bain's only averaging 11.8 points per game this series. He's averaging about four field goals made on 9.4 attempts. You look at Klay Thompson, he's averaging over 16 points per game this series, attempting over six shots, or excuse me, making over six shots at about 17 attempts. So the volume is there for Klay Thompson. You just need the efficiency and for him to actually knock those shots down. And something that also could be more beneficial to Klay Thompson, we know that he loves shooting the long ball. He's taken about three more three-point attempts than Desmond Bain, making more threes. Gives you more points. Could be an added benefit to Clay Thompson. Now, what's also interesting is seeing this price, minus 130 to Clay Thompson. And we saw this kind of yesterday in different examples to where a guy will have the slight favorite, but their points props are very similar. Clay Thompson, his points prop is actually 21 and a half, whereas Desmond Bain is 19 and a half. If you don't trust Clay going over 21 in the hook, maybe you just do this bet instead. But again, I mean, look, Clay Thompson, he's been doing better at home. He's been doing better in this series. He's gotten 15, 12, 21, 14, and 19. What better way to clinch this series, get a comfortable win from Golden State, than to have Klay Thompson go off, or at least go off enough to just outscore Desmond Bain, who really hasn't been as big of a factor this series as he won in the as he was in the round one series against the Timberwolves. So I'm going to bank on Klay outscoring him. Give me minus 130 with Klay Thompson. Hopefully we get some vintage Klay Thompson tonight. That's what I'm rocking with for my official play in the NBA this evening. Like I said, we also have a play for tomorrow in hockey. Let me tell you what I'm going to be writing out since we won't have a show. want to dish it out now, but it's his Hurricanes and Bruins matchup. We were talking about it with Nick Alberga. Look, it's been a home and road type of series up to a T. And now it's game seven. Series is tied three to three. Game one, Carolina won at home five to one. Game two, they won 5-2. to two. Then Boston won at home 4-2 to two and 5-2. to two. Carolina in game five, we bet them. They won 5-1. to one. Boston won the most recent game 5-2. to two. Both of these teams have won their respective home games and each has covered the puck line in every one. Carolina was our pick to win the Stanley Cup. We took them a couple months ago. 
Boston has been a team that has been very tough to trust, not only here on the road, but in the regular season. And Carolina, to me, is the better team. Yeah, it's a bummer you don't have your stud goalie in Frederick Anderson, but Ranta's been sufficient for filling in, at least at home. This line open minus 135, you've kind of seen it come down to as low as minus 132 right now at Bet Rivers. That's what I'm taking. I'm going to bet the Hurricanes. I'm laying minus 132, thinking they close this game out, thinking they close this series out. I mean, they're the better team to me. The goalie situation, again, is kind of tough, but Ranta has been a stud at home, and then hopefully they could get Anderson healthy and have him trot his way through the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I am going with the Hurricanes tomorrow in hockey. So Carolina on the money line, minus 132. Manana tonight, Clay Thompson to outscore Desmond Bain. And then also our baseball play that we had at the very beginning of the show. We're rolling with the Colorado Rockies this evening for a little bit of a price, about minus 133 or so. We are taking them against the Royals. Pitching matchup, you would think favors Granke, and maybe it does, but hey, that Royals bullpen is brutal. The Rockies playing a lot better at home, and hopefully that's the case tonight. So that's all we're rocking with. That's going to do it for another edition of Rush Hour. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Big shout out to Nick Alberga for talking puck. And a big thanks to Mike Pritchard for coming on, talking all things NFL. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, enjoy your weekend, cash some tickets, and take care, folks. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.